From Halloween's Diner, we're the Halloweeniacs, a podcast series where Matt Douglas and Greggy e. D from the Nightmare 365 podcast, and Tom Piccarella and I, Michael Piccarella from the Jack Lantern Press podcast, grab a couple of cups of Joe. I got mine out of my great pumpkin mug today, and we mash together for various discussions about all things Halloween. In this series, the four of us do an episode every 31st of every month that has a 31st. This, of course, the ultimate 31st. It's Halloween. And while many of you out there have already visited haunted attractions and theme parks, parks decked out for Halloween and other Halloween events and haunts, some of you might still be awaiting such destinations on this day of all days. But before we get into uh, the stuff that we've been doing this month and what we look for in October haunts and events, I wanted to ask you guys how the month has treated you all this year. It's been treating me great. What's up, everybody? It's Matt. And Greg. From the Nightmare 365 podcast. Tom, are you there? Tom, yeah, I'm, Tom. I'm still, check, I'm check. still here. I Tom, was just waiting. Tom's thinking about it. Tom's really not in the mood no, I, yet you know for what? Halloween. I, I am thinking about it because you know, through our last episode when we were watching all the movies, uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of work. So yeah, uh, how many movies did you get in? Because you had been telling us throughout the month which ones, and so how many did you actually watch? I have about thirty-five movies that I've watched. Now, some of these. I have seen, uh, but it's been a very long time since I've seen them. But some of them I actually have never seen. And so this list really was, uh, this was fun doing Yeah, this. I was going to say, so for those who didn't listen to our last episode, Tom basically well, was actually, saying... Yeah, hold on one sec. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode, go listen to it. <laughs> True. Right. And basically, you'll hear Tom talking about how we basically talked about our favorite movies for Halloween, and Tom was all about classic movies. And I think you kind of just thought slasher movies were not for you for Halloween. And I think at the end of it, you said that you were going to give some more slasher movies a try this Halloween season, and that's kind of what you did, right? That's exactly what I did, but I. I wanted to go into it with a different mindset because even even going and I remember, you know, watching movies like Saw and stuff like that. You know, Greg said that that was one of his top movies and and Trick or Treat. I had seen it before, but it was I just didn't like it the last time I watched it. Um, but this time around, it was it was I went into it with this the total look of of the nostalgia of it, like how it was on Halloween, um, you know, the different looks of the environments and stuff like that. And I actually ended up enjoying quite a few movies that I, that I didn't like before. Some Which of them that actually, um, let's see if, 
I'm, I'm, I'm still just, amazed that you actually watched 35 movies. That's a lot of time, dude. You got a lot of time on your hands. Well, traveling that was from July 31st till now. So that's I mean, like two months, two months, two months, 35 movies. So that's like 60-something hours that you've been watching movies. I like it. I do like it. <laughs> and I yeah, do- I've, I've made it a point to sit down every night and try to try to put movies on and i mean it's it's actually been really fun it i've sort of missed the classics but i am waiting for for that you know um but to watch today to watch today yeah the the thing is is i don't know i have some new favorite movies that i think i'll be watching no matter what every year and my my top five probably will change with some of these that I that I watched. Is the Frighteners one of them? No. No, it's okay. not. But I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll start out with the one that I was kind of shocked the most with, and that's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, I've already seen that movie, but I was watching it again, and I don't even know why I, I just am so intrigued with that movie, but that thing rocks. That I had end, I ended up getting so excited about it when I went to Spirit Halloween to go grab those masks. I ended up getting a Killer Clowns from Outer Space uh, coffee mug, and dude, that movie rocks. There's something about it, the clowns, uh, and just how it all was put together. That movie rocked. Totally cheap, you know, set movie, but I don't care. It was just a great all around movie. The next movie. That's on my top is The Barn. That movie was the shit. There, uh, it was another just cheesy sort of movie, but everything about that movie was awesome. So those I'm kind two of bummed movies, because The Barn Two was supposed to come out this month, but it's still only at these special like film festival screenings or special engagements. You can't actually buy it, at least not that I found i haven't been and i wanted to see, to see that again. dang thing yeah so but that, that was that was something that uh i think matt told me to to watch another one uh i did end up re-watching trick-or-treat but the one that i kind of liked before i'm just doing my sort of the the top three uh was scary stories to tell in the dark once again, that that movie was the shit. Everything about that, I had never seen it, and that inspired me so much. I ended up going and buying all three of those books and reading through those stories. So, those three movies definitely were on my top. Trick or Treat. Uh, I when I rewatched that, I once again that was a really fun movie to watch. Uh, I got so stoked on Sam. I went down and bought a costume. So I'm gonna. I'm basically tonight. I'm gonna be just like Gregory, uh, with uh, a Sam costume. I even went and got the the lollipop that he has. That's like bit out, and then also the bag. And I have a head that I'm gonna throw in there, um, like a real head. Yeah, dude. I chopped it off this morning. Fuck oh, yeah. jackass! So I, you uh, went from you went from a grandpa of just I just classics. It's just classics to now coming around to enjoying. The full spectrum of Halloween movies. I like it. Well, and I like is, that you went and got the scary stories to tell in the dark books. What I wanted to ask you is, have you been following along this month 
the Scary Story Society videos that are being released with YouTube. Those Don't stories. forget to subscribe to that. That's a fast-growing YouTube channel. Yeah, it it's been pretty cool, Matt. You were saying that that you were playing some of the videos somewhere at some event, a library event or something. I was just making that up. I was just fucking around, uh, you guys. <laughs> I actually believed that up until <laughs> this point, Matty D. No, I, I love it. But yeah, a lot of people have been really enjoying those videos. I know a couple people that have been playing them at night for their like kids. So it's kind of cool that maybe they're not reading the book, but they're actually listening to what the Scary Story Society on the YouTube channel has been putting out. And I think it's, it's a collaboration of pretty much everybody. Like you, Mike, have been reading a bunch of them, and they sound great with all the special effects in it, you know, like the sound sound effects. And then we got to get Tom to read them now since he has the books. Maybe we can get Greg yeah, to read I, one too. I, I'm definitely gonna gonna read them this year. Uh, the thing is, is I wanted I wanted to get through some of them just to to pick the ones that I like. I I definitely could say that the second book to me has some of the better stories in it. The first book was really well done, though. I mean, some of them were dumb, uh, but but I I think the second book has some better stories in it. Well, hey, pick out some from the second book, man. When we get to the second book, you can start reading them. I think it would be really cool if Greg reads one while he's doing CrossFit. Hey, I want to dance with somebody. So he's like, okay, class, we're going to do some CrossFit to Bloody Fingers, Bloody Fingers. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, come dance with me. Come dance with me. All right, and two, and three, and four. Was the spin class now? <laughs> I don't know. What do they do in CrossFit? Is it like Jane Fonda's workout or? Yeah, it's like a cross Six between that and, and, uh, and eight Bally's Total nine. Fitness. Real quick, before we jump into to our episode, there's one other thing that I wanted to bring up about some of these movies that I watched. Like I watched at the House of Wax, you know, from 1953 with Vincent Price because that was on the top list. I will say that that is a very well done movie. Uh, would I say it was up as high as they had it? Probably not, but it it was it was well done. Vincent Price is actually such a great actor. Um, but I watched Halloween from 1978, and and that definitely has moved way the heck up on my list because the the uh, when everybody's trick or treating and stuff, it, even the music, everything in that was just was just great. But feels yeah. like Halloween. Yeah, every time you send a video, Mike, over to me, you know, because you are in California, and every time you send a video over, it really, those neighborhoods still look pretty much the same, and it has the same kind of feel when you send them with, like, the clouds. It still feels like Halloween 1970, you know, 8 from Haddonfield. It, it does look pretty sweet. Well, we're, like, 20, 30 minutes from where they shot uh, Halloween, the original Halloween, which, by the way, I, I only just found out. What's that? You should drive through there. Well, that house is actually open to the public, and I guess they have like some kind of museum and other events. I had just heard. I didn't even know that they do anything with that house, that actual Halloween house. Yeah, I did see that on one of the YouTube channels that they do. like It's a museum, walk-through tours and everything like that. Well, yeah, it took them yeah. long enough. It was a, like a realtor place or something. Yeah, I need to check that out. Dude, you live so uh, close. Might as well check it out. I know. There's one other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I and I I have to bring this up because I know our audience is gonna is gonna ask us about it, and that is 
Hocus Pocus 2, I will <sighs> say this about it. First off, the three girls that were at the very beginning did a great job. However, I think the movie sucked. But that's I, just I, my I agree. Opinion. Like the girls at the beginning, whoever they were, if they made a whole movie just with them, I think it'd be perfect. Because yeah, it would have really been did. better. Their, their acting, their mannerisms, their everything about that whole scene was perfect. But it was it was Go so ahead. short. Yep. It was so short. But again, like I mean, we talked about it last time, and my my views have always stayed the same now. With ho- Hollywood hocus sucks. Pocus. Hollywood sucks, man. They just yes, they do. They destroyed. They destroy movies, man. Like because this one was so rushed, the plot sucked. Whoever wrote it was awful. Just because in the first one, without getting too involved into this, because uh, I don't know, my feelings are what they are. But the devil gave us the book, and then. That's not how it you know worked out in this one. Spoiler alert! And then it was just yeah, it was it was poorly written. There was a lot of holes in it. It just seemed like it. Well, it also just... didn't have the love of Halloween. The first movie, you felt they made this movie because they loved Halloween. This movie felt like we love the original movie and everyone wants us to make it and we're gonna make it. And there's these things that we want to put in the movie that we feel you know, is going to be responsible for us as Hollywood filmmakers and making a political statement, even though not total heavy handed, it's still there. And it just, it doesn't have the same intentions as the original. And you, and to me, I felt it. I felt that it was not the same love of how I, you, you almost forgot that it was Halloween night. I don't even I, think there was trick or treating. No, you didn't see any trick-or-treaters out. I mean, you did see that, you know, party in the the square or whatever you want to call it, like the Halloween square. There was some cool stuff. Like, I like the the magic shop. You know, there were definitely cool things. That that had a good feeling to it uh, and environment. But that, that, honestly, that was the only part that even remotely even gave me any kind of like, oh, hey, that's pretty neat. And the the girls at the front, it, like like Matt said, if they would have done like a whole movie with them, it would have been great. Yeah, whoever they were, they were fantastic. And I, I would say do a movie with them if you're going to do a third one, because you know I think they are going to do another one. Well, it's like yeah, the Spirit it seems of like they're movie. setting it up. Did you see that the Spirit of Halloween movie? Yeah, no, I didn't want to watch that. Ah, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. Wait, did you watch it, Matt? No, I didn't watch it. You got to it's, it's on trailer it's on when we went to the Prime Halloween Grand Opening. Yeah, for movies. some reason I thought it was on one of the streaming services, but you just you can only just buy it. Yeah, that's the thing now. All these streaming services, you have to buy everything. Oh, Hubie Doobie, Hubie Doobie Halloween. That's Tom's favorite now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a classic. But yeah, speaking of you know going into things like the magic store and just like these cool environments that you want to kind of hang out in as a Halloweeniac, what? We're let's get into this this haunt conversation. I'm curious for you guys when you go to a Halloween event. Doesn't even have to be a haunt. What what do you look for, and did you find anything like that this season? Well, yeah, you can go check our video out at Hauntoween that we went to, which I didn't know that there was only two locations in L.A. and New Jersey. And it happens to be like right in our backyard in Homedale, New Jersey, where Hauntoween was taking place. And the other one is in L.A. I don't know how close it is to you, Mike. 
It's like 20 minutes. It's in Woodland Hills, which is in the San Fernando Valley part of LA County, which is why they call it LA, but it's not like downtown LA. Yeah. Greg, Greg was sharing some pictures from the LA one and it looks so much more elaborate and like detailed and better than the one in Holmdale. Yeah. Like I went in with low expectations with, you know, Hauntoween and stuff because it started in two, what, 2020 as like a drive through you know, because of the pandemic. And then it slowly grew to a walkthrough, which it was pretty, you know, for what it was. It was, it was well done. It was well put together. Yeah, like I some of the props were really cool. Yeah. The only thing I really enjoyed, which again, go watch the video is the trick or treat houses and the cemetery. Other than that, it was just, it was just for kids. This is for kids. And it was way overpriced. To I, li- me. I like the, uh, jack-o'-lantern, like, hall or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, everybody loves that. The tunnel. It is cool looking. That's the thing is you could see it. And I didn't go to it, but based on all the videos I've seen and and what I've read and what I heard from you guys, it it sounds like, yeah, this thing was definitely intended to be a drive-through kind of thing. Like when you drive through a neighborhood at Christmas time and look at decorations, that's exactly what this seems to be. Well, what what was the price? 40 bucks. It was forty Holy bucks, and, and, and you're not getting anything besides a, like a little pumpkin at the end. We got a pumpkin, and then uh, we yeah we took a bunch of pumpkins. <laughs> it was like one per guest, or it, it originally I think on the website it said one per group, but then they were giving them out to pretty much everybody when they came in. They gave you a little ticket, and then you got one. But a I bun- think I took four. Yeah, everybody was taking a couple. So, uh, I mean, it was cool. Like the set design for the trick or treat houses, like the pumpkin tunnel was cool, but. You're, like, yeah, like you said, Mike, and the, and that's the way I felt like going through it. You're just walking through like somebody's neighborhood and looking at these houses and you're not able to go in. I thought there was going to be people dressed up, yeah, like walking around this event. And I didn't see, I think I saw one person that may be affiliated with the event that was dressed up. There was I a was lot dressed up. No, there was a lot of people that were there with their kids who were dressed up in costumes. Kids were in costumes. But yeah, to me. To me, I would like to see like towns do something like that where they had, you know, like you see in the movie Hocus Pocus or you see in any other movie where their town square is kind of like decorated. There's like different, you know, carnival kind of things there. I just felt like it was really lacking. And for $40, I mean, it was just we were on the freaking one line and uh, we were getting it was kind of cool. The trick or treat houses, which were well done, they gave you a bag and you can go to each house and somebody was handing out candy. Yeah, you trick or treated yeah. each house. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were in costumes. Some of them weren't. But uh, it was just cool. That was cool. But there were so many kids, dude. Like, I guess the older I get and I don't have kids, but the kids were like fucking bonkers. And like the, the parents didn't give a fuck because well, they like, were all drinking. Yeah. Yeah. You were allowed to drink. Oh, you there. could actually drink there. Yeah. There, oh, was, there was there was a lot of bars there for the for the parents. Yeah. There was like uh, little stand up, you know, places to buy, you know, just was it pretty crowded? A lot of people. Uh, it was decent. I wouldn't say it was like packed packed, but it, it was decent. You know, there was a decent amount of people there. It's definitely better at night. Obviously. Yeah, you definitely have to go at night if you're oh, you going to. Oh, you could do during, it. I didn't even know you could do it during the day. Well, they open up, I think, at 5 by us, but it doesn't really get dark until like 7. So, like, you have that two-hour window where it's just really light, and there you don't see, like, even, like, the pumpkin tunnel. It doesn't look like anything. Yeah. So, you have so to, I mean, so, does it happen throughout the entire, uh, like, month of October, or is it just on specific Yeah, the, the last day is, like, the last day already happened. It's right before... You know, Halloween, like that's the last weekend, the weekend, you know, 
that was pretty much it. It went from, yeah, September 30th all the way until the weekend of Halloween. So but let me it, ask you this. It what would what would have made that better? Did, does it have to be people jumping out at you or is there some kind of in between that would have made it better? What would have well, made it cooler? Well, I would like them 40 bucks. For for me, it 40 bucks is well, it's too much. 20 bucks maybe. Maybe I would do it again for 20 bucks, but I would want them to just be honest and say, "Hey, this is geared towards kids." Like I mean, they kind of do on the on the, no, the, the radio stuff there, it's like geared towards family fun. Yeah, but they don't say that on their website. Like there's nothing on there says like, oh, this is just geared towards for kids and families. Like they ha- I couldn't even go in the bouncy house. That was yeah. bullshit. It like, definitely all- did. I mean, it's good <laughs> to have a video like yours that you guys made because, you know, you're, I think in watching it, you could see like, okay, this is definitely not a scary event you know no one's jumping out at you this is definitely a family fun kind of deal face painting it looked like it had like kids activities but well, yeah, what they had, would have they had sand art they had you know you can get your hair sprayed you can get your face painted for the kids um and dude like i did the because i was like all right we're there i'm gonna get like you know everything i'm gonna do every little activity you have and then they had the sand art where you just pour it into this like little jack-o'-lantern and I made one. It's in the studio. But uh, the, the kids were fucking vicious during that thing. Like, you were getting, like, run into. Like, seriously run into. Like, this one kid ran into me and then looked at me like I was the asshole. I was like, hey, little fatty, go eat some more candy. And freaking, <laughs> you know, it's like, juice. like, just take it easy. Like, I, I don't know what, like, what people... I don't know. It was just pretty much everybody just running around. And there was a lot. We're really close to New York. And there was a lot of people from New York there because we were on the trick or treat houses. And all you kept hearing in front of us was like, Johnny, Johnny, come back. What did what, what, you get? Johnny, Johnny. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so like. So what would have made it worth 40 bucks to you? And would it did it? And would that include scares? No. Or could like, it see, be family friendly, but just be have something else more well like if if it is what it is right it almost feels like a community kind of park and then you're walking around to these different environments i would have liked them to almost open up a little bit more of the houses per se like if they built a house and you could actually walk through you know where like the old ones i mean I, i have it on my list and we could definitely talk about it like the the hollow graves haunted manor you know, or the, the spook house, like the little doom buggy rides. Like I thought you you could walk through like some type of house, you know, to not even just be scary, but just have different props. And it's like kind of cool. And like the little kids might be scared, but you would be like, all right, this is definitely really sweet to be welcome. But yeah, Yeah, the only, the only things that you could actually walk through in the Hauntoween were the, the very beginning, they had the, the, funny bones ranch and you walk through this barn yeah it was a barn it was so scary there was like a horse with a skeleton it was a skeleton horse i was freaked out but that like that was cool like the set design that the way that they did it but again it's just you're walking through and you're just seeing set designs and that's pretty much it and then the other one was like a witch's house that you got to walk through that was the only two walkthroughs you could actually do maybe if there was a little bit more interactive stuff for like adults or I would have liked to seen since they had so many pumpkins instead of giving away, like have a station where you can carve a pumpkin or paint a pumpkin or even like one of the other events I did this October was go to the Adams Fest in Westfield, New Jersey, where Charles Adams grew up and was born. And 
pretty much got the inspiration to create the troll, um, the Adams family. So like that was cool because they had the, you know, the pumpkin carvers there. They had like different things. It again, that was lacking too, but that was just really cool to see. I don't know. I, I felt like it is what it is and it was definitely for kids and families. And I think if, if they left it at that and they said, Hey, this is exactly what we are, you know? And I think besides us, everybody else pretty much had a family there. I don't think there was any other older people without families that were there at this event. I didn't see. The best part of my night was eating the Chipwood sandwich at the end. Yeah, from, from Jersey Freeze. Nice. No, I but think did, you, for me, did you truly enjoy Like, did you truly enjoy it? Did you think you got your money's worth? I mean, it was what it was. I wasn't expecting anything great. I just was expecting, like, you know, Halloween walkthrough. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. It wasn't. That's great, the thing but it is, I think, bad. I think for me, a, a lot of times I feel like, and Tom and I have talked about this on on our show before. Sometimes I think what there are too that? many. The Jack Lantern Press podcast. Oh, okay. We may have even talked about it on Halloweeniacs, but sometimes I feel haunted houses have so many scares. They're just pushing people through the haunt, and you can't even enjoy what yeah. you're seeing. And so. To me, if if Hauntoween, it could be without scares, but if you were walking through something and, and there was like a, a creative scene or even a story, the same way you would go through a Disneyland ride like Pirates of the Caribbean, nothing's jumping out, but you're going through a story. And you could do that like if you went through a witch's house and, and there was kind of a story to be told Without things jumping out, it could be family friendly. I think that would be cool and well, worth it, it. It sounds to me like like everybody wants it a little bit more structured rather than chaotic. Because sometimes when the chaos happens with with some of these events, you don't even really enjoy it because you don't see anything that you want to see. But it kind of sounds to me like that was way just unstructured. There was no real direction, especially if you have kids running all over the place. Well, yeah, even talking to some of the people that worked there, you know, because there was a big sign that said, you know, no re-entry past this point. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, we still didn't get to the other, you know, end of this where the trick-or-treat houses were, where there was like a food court kind of thing. And I was like, we can't come back this way. And he's like, yeah, you can. They just want people to just kind of walk through and then get out of here, (laughs) which I get. There's tons of people that are coming through. You don't want everybody in one little section because, you know, most of the sections weren't that big. But yeah, I mean, overall, it is what it is. It was cool. Some of this, like like I said, the trick or treat houses were my favorite part of the whole thing, and uh, just because the way that they were done, decorated, and it was cool, it was like seeing some of the best displays in like a neighborhood all in one little stretch. I mean, are you uh, are you guys into pumpkin patches? Like when you were a kid, did you ever go to a pumpkin patch that had kind of like a harvest festival in it? where they did they have like a scarecrow alley like where i live there was a there was a pumpkin patch where local schools would would do like a scarecrow display in this cornfield and then basically when every different schools will do different different displays and and then the visitors of the pumpkin patch walk through this corn maze and they see these different scenes and then they're judged so you can kind of see what placed and and it was free too but it was kind of a fun 
fun family event. It's nothing scary, but you kind of, there are creative Halloween scarecrow scenes throughout this thing. And then, of course, you pick out your pumpkin. There's the hayride. They have live music. So where, where I live, they have like bluegrass bands playing and they'll do face painting and they have a petting zoo. Like, did you guys ever do that when you were a kid? And was that a cool Halloween attraction or event for yeah, the year? Yeah, they did that. Where There's a bunch of places around here that do that. Yeah, come on, man. We're the garden state. So yeah. pretty pretty much every true, farm true. around here would do something like that. They yeah, would you have... load up on a hayride and they would go through like some haunted, like they would drive you through like the haunted attractions. You can look at people jump out sometimes. People get on the hayride with you. Did you guys do this as kids, though? Yeah. Yeah, we went to a bunch of them. Hey, let me ask you guys this. When you guys go to a fair and you see that cheesy ride that's sitting over there that's supposed to be Spook like house. haunted something, and you get into it, does your do you just go on it just to maybe hope that it's neat? And then usually you get on it and you're like, why did I go on this thing? I mean, so there's an amusement park right by us that's year-round, and they do have, like, a haunted attraction. That's well, one of them. Well, yeah, they have two, which I always thought they were both there at the same time, but, I, I, you know, apparently they weren't. So, yeah, at the Keensburg Amusement Boardwalk, which we kind of grew up on, mm-hmm. like, that's the area where we grew up on, and they had this one ride called the Spook House, and it was pretty much you sit in a doom buggy just like the Haunted Mansion, which was really cool. And I remember always going there, and we went on it a bunch of times. This is a really short ride. There actually is a always, YouTube always video. Freaked out. Yeah, there's a YouTube video, and it was it wasn't good. I mean, it's just you're pretty much just driving around. There's like these strobe lights, and then the, these mannequins. It's like, Rah! and then they have this music. Yeah. I don't. Is this one still there? I don't know. I thought it got destroyed by Sandy. No, they rebuilt it. I think it's like the haunted hollow graves or whatever. No, that's totally different. Well, that's there now. Yeah, this is the only one. So, yep. Again, there's this. Hollow Graves Haunted Manor, which I've been into three times. And that one's cool. And I always remember, like, in my head, I thought this was always here, even as we were a little kid, because it's different than the Spook House. The Spook House was an actual ride where you sit in a doom buggy. The Hollow Graves Haunted Manor, which I didn't know when I started doing, like, some of the research for this show. Haunted Graves. It opened up in 1995, but it wasn't at this amusement park. It was somewhere, you know, different. And it didn't open until 2002. So I was pretty much out of high school at this point. And I think we went like a year or two after. But I, I could have sworn going here as a, like a little kid. No, it's still there though. No, it's it's still there. And, and it's that one you just walk through. And it's pretty much the same thing as a spook house, but you just walk through it. And yeah, I, I don't I know. I always liked the, the spook house at the fairs because it was kind of like a very cheap Disneyland dark ride. But to me, oh, yeah. I always hated the fair because every ride went in circles and always got me sick. And then, of course, I always loved Halloween Gra- and Monster. Huh? Gravitron, yeah, all those rides, I'd get sick. But then if there was the spook house, it's like sweet. Not only is it monsters and Halloween, but I'm not going to get sick. Yeah, on but the that's, thing. that's the problem is that it wasn't really monsters when you get on that thing it's cool because you're like oh yeah this is gonna be neat and then all of a sudden it like hits the doors open and <laughs> yeah. then, you know like dude like Matt i was, was telling saying, it's like mannequins with a bunch of strobe lights on it that's all it is there's not even any music or anything 
Well, yeah, sometimes it's yeah, it's just like sound effects and screams. I was telling Matt yesterday the the movie Ed Wood when they're walking he and Patricia Arquette are walking through the the carnival or fair and he's like, "Ooh, the spook house." And he got all excited. Like that's the way I always felt about seeing the spook house. Oh, the spook house. That's incredible. That's the first picture I ever saw. That is incredible. You know, I had to sleep with the lights on for a week. I had to sleep with the lights on for a month, but I never missed a Legosi picture after that. A few years ago, I actually saw him do Dracula live. He was much scarier in person. Oh, of course, that that one gives you kind of the idea. These kind of jerky motions of the mannequins they kind of just like fall and then stop at the right spot and then that you know like you were saying tom the the cars always like crash into the doors because they don't have electronic doors or motorized doors it's yeah. like they're just they're just on hinges and the cars are gonna yeah, bust see, them open i love that man yeah, i love that because it's old school yeah it's old school it takes yeah. me back to my childhood i just and... wish yeah i just wish they would would put you know more to it you know, I mean, it's not like it's that difficult to make a, a cool dummy or something, and more than just. So why don't some you do that at your VR life. place? Well, I could. Well, that's the thing. It. All these, those things are like riding around on trucks, you know, throughout the country. So they just they just throw those things up. They have to be able to travel, so that the scene work is probably not going to be amazing. Although in the movie The Fun House, which I had wanted to see for years. It was the it's the Toby Hooper, I think it's 1981. That actually has some really cool scenes in that little dark ride. Of course, there's more going on in that movie, but I highly recommend that movie if you haven't seen it. Who will dare to face the challenge of the month? Who is mad enough to enter that world of darkness? Something is alive in the funhouse. Something not alive like its father. Something better dead. Something that has the form of a human, but not the face. This better be good. It's gonna be great. Something that feeds off the flesh and blood of young innocents. Something that tonight will turn the funhouse into a carnival of terror. Pictures. The Fun House. It's a carnival of terror from Toby Hooper, the director who terrified you with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is really freaking creepy and all the the carnies and some other cool things that happen is is uh, definitely definitely cool. I remember one that we went to when we were little that our parents took us to that my our dad got really upset. Really? Yeah. Which one? He would. He was like, "We're never coming back here again." 
it was like a haunted house and like the parents were going nuts. I was talking to mom and dad about it. Really? I don't remember this. Like we're we're trick or treating. Like, I don't know. You trick or treat outside and you, you walk in the house and I remember, I remember it. It was like a big house. It was like, you walked in, there was two stories, whatever. And I remember dad getting really upset. Was this in our old neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was like, never again, never again. These parents are nuts. I mean, yeah, most people like it again, like at Halloween, they're freaking people are crazy. And then I, I mean, are they crazy? What were they crazy for? What I mean, it, it's pretty much just like, I, I don't know, maybe because I always try to think about when I was a kid because I was the freaking kids have no boundaries. That's yeah, basically it. And like the parents just like let them do whatever. The yeah, let them run free. Like they could really hit you. Oh, and then, I see. And then you, you're the one that gets yelled at because you're the asshole. And it's like, oh, well, where's your fucking kids? I don't have any kids. Well, you're the fucking pedophile that that's here. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> don't diddle kids. Don't diddle kids. I don't diddle kids. No, but like. Well, what do you guys think about? So I had I saw this documentary. It was called Haunters. No, it's called Haunters, The Art of the Scare. It came out in 2017. And they kind of go through a bunch of haunts around the country. But they focused on. A, a few of these really extreme haunts where you have to sign a waiver and and they like they can stick you underwater they can lock you in a coffin like there are lawsuits against haunted houses are designed to make us laugh to make us scream and they make us feel like kids again Haunted attraction is one of the most sophisticated art forms that you will ever experience, from visual to sensory. What makes a great haunter is they're obsessed about it. My wife sees Halloween essentially as a mistress that I cheat on her with. It becomes addicting once you make that first scare, and then it just, you can't stop. One of the ladies fell backwards. Out of the room screaming, I want to live. If you're born wrong, <laughs> I don't know. You'll know when someone's gonna hit you most of the time. Get out of the way. Traditional haunted houses usually involve a boo scare. These can jump at you, startle you, but they never touch you. Now we've got this entire dark, almost underground world of extreme haunts. No! No! Oh my god! This isn't just a haunt. This is an experience. It's not gonna scare you. It's gonna scar you. I think the traditional haunted house community just hates us. If you ever want to have a simulated drowning experience, this is where you want to come to. Don't you look at her? Why do anybody go to this extreme to get scared? Don't you think that's a little too much? I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. I told you I was going to have you for lunch, didn't always paramount no one's ever been hurt didn't someone have a heart attack yeah besides a heart attack victim yeah well that was uh one of the ones that matt did in new york city i got i i got called into work that day i couldn't go it was uh what was the, the blackout yeah blackout 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 
This, well, yeah, Blackout, I think they talked about in this documentary. Fuck and yeah, that yeah. one was tame compared to this one called McCamey Manor. And this, this was in, I think it's in San Diego. But there's, there actually are like lawsuits. Well, if you this signed guy, a waiver, what the hell are you going to have a lawsuit about? Well, that's the thing. That's how I think he's gotten out of it. But people are. They say that you don't get scared, you get scarred. What is that? And, is that like the movie uh, Haunt? Sort of. Well, except Haunt was actually killing people. Well, yeah, but, but I know. But I mean, like, that's they go to extremes like that. Where well, you, this yeah. thing, they they'll actually like kidnap you off the street, duct tape your mouth closed, they throw they throw a hood over your your face or your over your head, throw you in a van, and then you're just in this haunt, which is this guy's garage. They can submerge you, like I said, underwater. Like some people trapped in coffins. I would like, want to do that. That's, no, uh, well, that's that. the thing. No, no. The, the last one, which Mike is talking about, it's one of the last ones that's in this. It's not like your typical haunt. It's like, like this guy's house. And he literally like waterboards you. He like anything that he like can scare you. He's just trying to figure out how to scare you. And he locks you in a coffin. Like it's just random weird shit. It's not like walking and you, through an you're attraction. Given a, you can yeah. be given a safe word. So if you are hurt or you're going through some trauma, and there was one incident where this girl was yelling the safe word, and they they did not stop. They just kept going. Another guy, he said he was so traumatized that afterward he's like, I want to be a part of this. And then he started participating in it because it was like, if, I, if that's, this is going to happen to me. I want I want to do this to other people. Yeah, the only thing like it's weird to me like some of them are really cool. Like some of the haunts in this actual show cuz I haven't seen it in years, but from what I remember, some of the haunts are really cool and really well done and like the set designs are cool, you know, things like that, but yeah, there's a couple people that pretty much I think that are living out like a sick fantasy instead of just like killing you, they want to go to that like brink where they, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's what how far like. can they push somebody? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and the guys freaking like literally taping you, taping you. This yeah, there's two of them I think, you know, at the end where this guy's taping you and filming you and he's like waterboarding you. You're like in this basement or like makeshift garage that he has and he's just like As long as my hands are free, I'll I'll, I'll... No, because he they do. They tie him up at one point and Yeah, like, like listen he, he's to like this. stabbing like the wall and shit. It's just like weird fucking well, demented listen to this. shit. This is something here on this Wikipedia page on on this haunt. A volunteer guide testified that the 40-page waiver signed by participants lists possible risks, which include having teeth extracted, being tattooed, and having fingernails removed. Not that. No, I would I would cross that shit out. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Like, I think they're living out of. Yeah, I think it's living out their sick fantasy to kind of do this because I felt that was weird. Like, I like to get scared and stuff and blackout. I don't know if you guys ever heard of blackout. 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 Yeah, I've heard of it, but uh, I've never heard of that. It takes place in Piccarello's garage. (laughs) What is it, Matt? So, I I guess they still do it. It's in Los Angeles, um, Chicago, and New York. And it's put on by like a theater company. And so they do the same things as pretty much like this haunter thing, but you're just in a haunt attraction. And so you walk through, they say they're going to give you a light 
which they don't. They never gave me a light. I don't know. Maybe they gave you, you know, another person a light. And then you go into the room and you're pretty much in the movie Saw where you're sitting there. These All these TVs are like in there and there's like weird shit on the TV, like animal mutilations, just like weird, scary mutilations, mutilations. Yeah, exactly. And then some girl comes in and she's butt naked and she like seduces you and handcuffs you. So you're fucking handcuffed. And then she like points to like this other door and you go out this other door. You're walking down a dark hallway. You can't see shit. People are, you know, like grabbing you and you're walking in this hallway. And then I just remember it's one of those hallways where it keeps getting smaller and smaller or that's what it like feels like and looks like. And then you see this fucking naked dude come out and he's running into these different doors and you're like, oh shit, I don't know where to go. And then all of a sudden you hear him go into the bathroom and he's like throwing up. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And you go into, you know, like the bathroom where he just threw up and you have to get the key to like unlock yourself. So like that's like it's almost like you're part of a horror movie and like random shits going on. And they do fucking waterboard you at one point. And it's like really weird. They put a bag over your head and you're like, wait, this is like extreme. Cause like at one point, cause they, they tell you like, don't grab the fucking mask. Don't grab the mask, you know? And like, you're like, oh shit, I don't know if I could breathe. And you don't know where anybody is cause you can't see shit, but you hear things. And like the kids we were with, cause you pretty much go by yourself. Even though you, if you come in a group, you're, you're by yourself and you experience this completely alone. And yeah, I remember at one point I was like, dude, I don't know if I could really breathe. Like I have a fucking bag over my head and they're dumping water on it. And it's like, they, they keep telling you and the person next to me, I don't know who he was, but he was like, fuck this. And he like ripped off his bag and they, like, they took him out. All the goddamn brownies. But I thought the set design was really cool in that. But yeah, it's like extreme. I only did that once and it was enough for me. And I think that was like 60 bucks. Dang. Jeez, 60 me, like, bucks to get waterboarded. Yeah. It just, it doesn't, and it see doesn't some naked make people. sense to me. Yeah. You can see some naked people. I mean, yeah, uh, like. That's some of these extreme things. I, I really haven't heard too much of it anymore. Blackout. Yeah, with Blackout. Blackout. I don't know if it's still around because I haven't been there. It's It's been like 10 years, I think. Blackout. I just don't know how they would get away with it, even if they had people sign waivers right now. I mean, get it, doing something to that extreme nowadays is, I can't imagine it still going on. But, I mean, who knows? It probably is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah no but... these things went on they've been going on for years but I just don't understand why people would want to do that to me that's not that's, that's not pretty cool fun. though I mean that's just an experience like everyone's like oh if I was in a horror movie I would do this well you actually are now well yeah so would you do would you do it, Greg? it I was supposed you... to go with him but I got called into work yeah Greg was supposed to come to blackout with us because it's it was in New York we went to New York City you know we like made a night out of it and it was interesting. Like after I did it, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever do it again. And obviously I didn't because it's been 10 years and me and Greg never talked about like going, you know, doing it again, but maybe, Hey, maybe next year we could do it or something. Or if they have some type of event, I don't know, but there's a lot by us that we've done. That's been my favorite. I mean, I remember one up, up North, we were walking through the haunt and the guy was like hitting a drum with a baseball. I do remember that. Yeah. And I don't know if he didn't see me or what. He just whacks me with the baseball bat though. Well, I don't think he meant to hit you with the baseball bat no, because he, didn't. he was hitting these these drums, like these barrels, you know, like garbage cans. And I, I for some reason, you put your hand on the garbage can. No, I, I think I was trying to get around him. Yeah, you and you put your hand out on this can, and he was like drilling it with a bat, 
like bad because I remember that like the look on your face was like what the fuck and he like broke character and yeah. everything right yeah, he was he like did. dude I'm sorry 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 dude like I didn't mean it but yeah because it was dark so right. I, I took it like a man I just stared at him what was the name of that haunt because that was actually a really cool haunt I do I don't it was up in Sparta New Jersey yeah I because don't remember that name of that the the last half of that haunt you come around the corner and you don't know it's going to end or if it's still going on or not. But then all of a sudden you turn this corner and it was really cool because I, I remember this was one of my favorite parts of that whole haunt. You turn the corner and these headlights and then a horn. It's like, and like the headlights and it looks like a fucking car is coming right at you. And I was like, oh, dude, this is crazy. So, yeah, that was a good haunt. That was a really good haunt. We got to find the name of that. Well, well I, did I you definitely guys check out. <clears throat> oh, go ahead. I was going to say, anybody that's up in, in where I am, uh, or the Coeur d'Alene area, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Scary Wood is a, is a cool place to go to. I wouldn't say it's extreme like you guys are talking about, but uh, I've been there it's a couple like of times. It's just like a normal normal. Yeah, it's an amusement park haunt. like Universal Studios. It's not definitely not to the extent that, you know, not Scary Farm or anything like that, but it is an amusement park, park called... Um, now I'm messing messing it up. It's not. It's Silverwood, uh, but they change it into Scarywood um, throughout uh, October, and they they actually had some really cool detailed things there that you could walk through. Um, one of the yeah, ones, there was something I saw on YouTube about that haunt. They had like a zombie train, and then I think you could have they give you. Is it? Do they give you guns or something? You're supposed to shoot the zombies. Are all coming toward the train? And yeah. So you, I, the I've never been on the on the train. I just went through the haunts uh, when I went there. But I will say this, and you you'll probably remember this a little bit. Like not scary farm. Do you remember when we first walked in and they kind of had like all the the smoke machines, you know, where you're, everyone's really excited and you're, you're walking in and people are jumping out at you and scaring you and stuff like that. That's kind of the way it was at scary wood is everybody's pumped, you know, you're walking in. Um, but they, they really have a couple of, of good haunts. Uh, one was called blood Bayou, and that was probably the most detailed, uh, haunt that I've seen in a long time. Uh, the the caliber that they put into that. I mean, I actually stopped and let other people pass me so I can look at all the scenes. Um, but dude, you would love this one, Mike. I definitely recommend if anybody goes to Scarywood, hit up the blue the Blood Bayou. And yeah, that's see, their... to me what what I enjoy about haunts. I I could care less about the scares. That's I don't go in there for like the thrills of like oh my god what's going to jump out to me. I want to be submerged in like some kind of cool environment. So like the new Star Wars land at at Disneyland when you go into that thing it, yeah, it feels it's like, like you're, you're in the movie. In the movie. Yeah, like you you can hear the tie fighters flying overhead or, or even if you look at Google Earth, if you look at that land, it's like, dude, what? This is like another planet. Every little detail you you go through, you know, the area where they're they're working on the Millennium Falcon and and the stores all look like they're straight out of the movie or even in the Indiana Jones ride when you're in the queue getting to the ride the fact that you go into the temple and there's like 
bat caves you're going through. It feels like you're really there. And to me, that's what I love. And if it's telling a story as well as you're going through, that's so cool. Yeah, it's I the immersion. Talk about this I, with, it's the immersion. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's the immersion. And, it, you know, there was this one haunt that I've talked about before. It was at Not Scary Farm. It was called the Tooth Fairy or something like that. And it starts out in this this kid's room and this monster tooth fairy is coming to get the kid. And then you you end up going through these caves and layers of the tooth fairy. And there's like teeth collected everywhere. There's like this big drill and it was so cool to see how creative this thing was. And what sucked was all these people were jumping out and they kind of pushed us through the maze so fast that you couldn't enjoy the thing, you know, as much as I would have wanted to. So, like, that's what I was saying about the Hauntoween thing. Like, if, if you could go through, like, the witch house and nothing's popping out at you, you can enjoy that immersion and you know, not have to worry about getting pushed out by scares or people behind you who are like tripping over you to try and get, get out of the haunted house. Like that just doesn't, doesn't even make sense to me. Like you spend all this money to go into this haunted house and then you run through the damn thing. No, I, well, I definitely I mean, just, just think about like how many people that they have to push through to make money, which I, mean, I agree. I totally well, that agree with too. that. Yeah. You know, like Eastern state penitentiary in Philadelphia is probably one of the best haunted places because it's in a prison a it's an actual prison. prison yeah it was where al capone was for a while um and it's in the city of philadelphia look it up eastern state penitentiary and it's probably the one of the best ones but there's so many I mean, people yeah, that is cool but there's so many people that it's hard to you know get scared well yeah because you're you're in a line you're pretty much in a line like doing the congo throughout this whole thing and then you know, two people in front of you get the the actor that jumps out and scares you, and it's like, all right, there it is. I've There's seen a it. Guy there, yeah. But yeah, like <laughs> the set design is really cool because it is in an old prison. And one of my favorites is Penhurst Asylum, which yeah. is in Spring City, Pennsylvania. And like you said, you want to be immersed in this stuff. And you know, from the one that Tom was talking about, the Scary Wood. Scary Wood seems like it has tons of different things going on. And that's the same thing out in Penhurst. Penhurst has, they opened up because it's an old asylum that closed down pretty much in like the early 90s. And it's cool because they let one building pretty much open and you could walk around it by yourself, like ghost hunt in there. Mm-hmm. And like there's there's no actors, there's nobody in there and you could pretty much just walk in. And then in the courtyard, they have like barrels set up with fires going. They have different, you know, vendors and different things that are is going on on the property. So you, there's tons of things you could actually do. And then they have all these different haunts in the different buildings, which is really one of my favorites because not only is there set design that I think is one of the best that I've ever been to. Smells like it. Yeah, they, they, have, they add smells. They add, like, I guess you would say touches, but they don't really touch you. Like, they spray you with water when, you know, somebody sneezes and then... You know, they hit you with certain little things where you're like, all right, you're pretty much feeling, smelling and seeing stuff that's going on in the environment or room that you're in, which is, I think, really cool. Because like the one part, I forget what was going on. Was it in like an operating room or? Yeah, the guy was like taking a shit. Yeah, he was in the operating room like taking a shit and it (laughs) it smelled like shit. It really did. Yeah, yeah. it smelled like shit. Wow. 
Wow. And then wow. The, he comes at you, which, which again, it's not like crazy, but he was like a sponge. Yeah. Almost. He has a sponge and it's like, he's like, ew, I got poop on me. And he likes, you know, hits you with it, but he hits you with like a sponge and you're like, Oh dude, whatever that was like you, you feel it. So it was like, mm-hmm. they add a lot of different elements, which I think is cool. But then they also have different kind of attractions within it. Yeah, they also have tunnels underneath the asylum that you can walk through. Yeah, those are pretty cool. And too. supposedly that place is really, really haunted. Like haunted. there's there's tons of people that have done you know haunted investigations there and things. So that and like when we used to go to Eastern State, we used to come back through South Jersey and hit the corner of chaos and the field of terror. Yeah, those were awesome. Those were all, and it's basically. A corn maze yeah because those are farms those are farms that are converted you know during the day they have children's activities you know like the hay rides and different things for the kids you know pump you know pick your own pumpkins apples things like that but then yet yeah, night they turn into these haunted attractions where they do you walk through you know the the uh the corn mazes you walk through the haunted house and then you could do a hay ride and yeah, a lot of that, it, it we grew up on it, and well, it's freaking awesome. The other one I remember was the Bates Motel one. Yeah, that was that's also that was on the list that Mike sent. The that food. was a good one too. I think what what number? Yeah, so was I was that? gonna say, did you guys? So there were three lists that that I found. One was from a website called Only in Your State. Another one was from USA Today, and then there's another website that's just called America Haunts. Did you guys check those out, and what did you think about the haunts that are on there, and yeah, well, what some I, of these are calling the best in the country? Well, yeah, the the Bates Motel and Haunted Hayride in Glens Mill, Pennsylvania, that's the one Greg was just talking about. That was on your list, only in our state, and I, I would say that's a really good one. That's always on like the top-rated hayrides, which it is a good hayride. I don't it know is. if it's I, like... I the, remember the, when we were coming off the hayride or out of the woods or something, and I kid was with his girlfriend i'll never forget this and we were walking to like the bonfire and he just took off because the guy was chasing with a chainsaw like basically pushed his girlfriend in front of the guy and ran yeah he left his girlfriend and the girlfriend was standing there and we're like walking behind this and yeah that was at the corner of chaos but uh yeah see i don't i mean with lists same thing what we talked about last week with the or last episode with the movies is I think these just people pay to get on this list. Well, I mean, yeah, I know. And some of these uh, I saw on some lists that they actually had Magic Mountain Fright Fest, which I used to go to almost every year with my son and some friends down the street because it's the park is literally down the street from us. We live in Valencia. So it's like, well, you know, we just drive five minutes and we're there. So we would do it every year. And it wasn't expensive, but it by no means is one of the better parks, even in Southern California. In Southern California, we have a ton of parks, including Not Scary Farm, Universal Studios. We have something here, the Los Angeles Haunted Hayride, and that is one of the the cooler ones, and that's on a lot of these lists. They It's set in this sinister and fictional town called Midnight Falls. Wait, and Midnight you, Falls? Midnight Falls. Midnight Falls. Yeah. Okay. And and it's it's pretty cool. If you look up videos, you can kind of see how elaborate some of these things are and pretty dang cool. And I could see those as being top haunts in the country, but not 
Fright Fest. I mean, it's fine. It's it's well, yeah. It's if you good, if you look at the not li- the best. If you look at the list that you got, you know, you sent. There's like three or four of them that overlap. So I think some of these people, like the USA Today, that makes these lists up, I think they just go to other lists and be like, oh well, this was rated, you know, top one. So we're gonna have to put this one in, you know, our article. And I think that's what a lot of people do. You know, Dude, I think the cool one... thing about the cool thing about some of these though is that the detail in at least in the pictures, because obviously, we, you know, I haven't been to some of these, but the pictures, I mean, you could tell that there is some serious detail that have people have put into into these. So if the whole event is actually as detailed as these pictures are, um, I would say that I'd like the thirteenth floor haunted house in denver colorado i used to live there i've heard of this i've never been to it but i have heard that that is really terrifying uh to go through dude i want to check out number nine on the usa today list it's the head it's called headless horseman hayrides and haunted houses in ulster park new york and if they actually have a headless horseman riding around, that would be cool. I remember at Not Scary Farm, there used to be, I can't remember what they did. Something happened if you actually could spot the headless horseman riding around. There was like a certain section in the park near the stagecoach. And they and there would be like you get a gift or something. I can't remember. I remember reading about this years ago. But if you saw the headless horseman riding around, some, you get something or... I don't remember what, but I'd like that idea of spotting the headless horseman is actually see someone riding around with no head with the jack-o'-lantern, you know, flaming on his, you know, that he's holding. So I'm curious what that actually is. That's certainly one that I want to want to check out. There's that, there's that other one, Tom, we interviewed our, our cousin who lives out in Georgia and she usually participates in this one. It's called um, what was it called? Nether. Netherworld? It's Netherworld. Netherworld. Yeah, yeah. And and that one looked pretty cool. I remember checking out some of the videos, and it looked pretty awesome. But yeah, I our believe that's in Trini, Georgia. In Georgia, uh, yeah. And we do we do an episode where we talk a little bit more about it. Our episode eighteen of the Jack Lantern Press podcast, which we'll leave a link to in the show notes, because everyone's going to want to rush over to hear that because we talk a little <laughs> bit more in detail about that. <laughs> and while you're there, go ahead and go to jackolanternpress.com and get our book Transylvania Traveler, which is a travel guide to and through the monster universe. You know what? One other one that was on the list, and it was. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what on which list? <laughs> I think it was in Georgia, the one on the list that he's talking about. It's your cousin, episode eighteen. Oh, Avatar. <laughs> oh man! Ridiculous. Like no, I, I there was a one that we used to do as a kid too. Um, well, yeah, the other one that you were talking about, which which Greg got hit by the hand, was called the Thirteenth Hour. Yeah, that was in New Jersey. Um, no, but the one, the other one that we used to do as a kid, I don't know if they still do it anymore, is by the Park System, and they used to have it was like the Haunted Woods or Huber Haunted Woods. You remember that one? 
It was a huge hayride up in Huber Woods. No, I don't remember that one. And I don't think I've been on that one. And they used to have like these animatronics that used to come out of the trees and the barns and everything like that. I thought that one was, it's for kids, obviously, but it, it was pretty cool. I remember that one. And then we always used to start off every Halloween season at Casola's Farms. Yeah, that was a big thing. It's not the greatest. It's but, not, but it's. But yeah, as a kid, like that was the closest one to us. And then they have like, I think it's like pumpkin chunking or like you can shoot like pumpkins with paintballs now. Yeah. And, and see, that's where I feel like you, they should be doing more of this kind of stuff at like different events. Take something that you love from every event and put it all together. One of the ones that I always wanted to go to, and it's been on both lists that you shared, and it was also in the movie that you shared for the Haunters, the Haunted Overload. Oh, uh, yeah. Is, that one is does in New look Hampshire. Cool. And if you listen to, I'll give a plug for our show our Halloween episode from 2017 with Leslie Benetton. She loves that haunt. So, I mean, everybody raves about this haunt and they always have that picture with a giant like wood made from like trees, this, you know, the Skeletor skeleton or whatever the heck it is. You can find that at Nightmare365.com for all of your Halloween needs. Also, visit ShopNightmare365.com for all your Damn, we're just needs. plugging everything today for Halloween. <laughs> Get it out there, dude. I kind of want to go. One of the things, I, I really want to go. Maybe we can go do this today or, or, you know, see if it's still open the day after. The Haunted Manor? The Haunted Manor in, uh, in Kingsburg. Because it says, step through the gates and enter the ghoulish world of Ichabod and Martha Grimm. 12 spine tingling rooms sure to be hair raising treat for the whole family i'm freaked out just reading that i know me too that does sound scary i was gonna say but the the show you guys had with leslie banatan it's funny because on jack lantern press podcast we actually Holy interviewed shit. her episode 73 <laughs> you just plug it all man everything for halloween <laughs> You know, but so on that on that USA Today list, there's a number, the number six haunt. There's one called the Dent Schoolhouse in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it's an actual schoolhouse. It's mostly haunted, too. So check this out. Listen to this description. Visit Cincinnati's scariest haunted house and learn the story of the killer faculty and murderous janitor that live in the Dent Schoolhouse. Celebrating its 25th anniversary in 2021, visit the public school that opened in 1894 and experience the true story of Charlie the the janitor in this 25-minute tour. Each year brings new details, sets, and technology to the Dent Schoolhouse, and over 50 actors will present uh, present to terrorize uh, guests each night. And it's an actual schoolhouse. It looks pretty freaking cool. Well, yeah, I don't think there's any haunted attraction that's like 25 minutes. So if you can get a 25-minute tour, I don't know how much yeah. it costs, but that's pretty sweet. 25 you know, minutes I, is a long time. So well, also, it also, if it's a true story, if there's a true story about like a janitor who went crazy and they just kind of like are capitalizing on that story, to me, that's cool if there's like actual history and you get to go through it. That's really neat. That would be neat cool. Things in there. Wait a minute. Did there you just say that's really neat? Wow. Yeah, it is neat. That is neat. <laughs> Yo, did it, I don't know if you guys ever checked this website out. We, when I did the podcast alone, I had both of them on. They are a married couple that started the scarefactor.com. And they do a YouTube channel now where they go and they have teams. So you could sign up to be like on their team. 
and you can go to like different haunted attractions in like your area and like give a rate and review and all this other stuff. So they, they put together the whole kind of like what nightmare 365 started out as there's a whole map of the United States and you can click on each state and it'll tell you what like haunted attractions are in there. And then and rated. Yeah. Yeah. You can get like a nice review on it. Speaking of ratings and reviews, if you go to our our podcast jacklanternpress.com, you can rate and <laughs> Might as well just no, not but... listen to this episode, just go listen to Jack Lantern Press. Oh dude, how do you feel about this? So I'm I'm on the Scare Factor Scare Factor website right now. And, and we're looking at the haunted um, reviews. So they have the 13th hour haunted house. Love that, it. That rated at a 9.25. Yeah, that was good, man. Do you agree? Well, then here we go. We're going to go right down to one of your favorites, Reviews Field of Terror. Directory. Yeah, Field of Terror, 8.67. Do you like that? Do you I think like that was that. too low? No, I think that's fine. Hey, so, so check out Magic Mountain Fright Fest. Is that in there, and where does that rate? Where do 6.3 Fright Fest. Where's that at? What what state? California. So, all right, let's see what they have for California. Okay, so here we go. So they have the Blind Scream Haunted House. Which one did you say? They have a Fear Overload Scream Fest, Magic Mountain, Fright Fest. You probably don't even have that one. Yeah, I don't know if it's on here, bro. No, No. it doesn't even look like it. It rates so low that it's not even on there. Oh, that's the thing. Oh, yeah, Winchester Mystery House is on there. Yeah, the Candlelight Tour. Candlelight Tour. You know what? Even just going back to the USA Today, number one, the Cutting Edge Haunted House in Fort Worth, Texas, that actually is 55-minute haunted experience. 55 minutes? That's what it says. Yeah, basically it says more than just a haunted house, Cutting Edge begins its entertainment the moment guests enter the parking lot, located in a historic area of, of Fort Worth, Texas, known as Hell's, Hell's Half Acre, this 100-year-old abandoned meatpacking plant takes visitors on a 55-minute haunted experience with its twisting corridors, live actors, special effects, and, he, and a human maze. And that's number one on this list. Dude, in the in this scare factor one, there's there's a haunted house called Blind Scream Haunted House in Santa Rosa. Oh this wow! This must be kind of new because when we lived there, I do not remember this. And this one ranks really high: eight point seven seven, eight point six nine, eight point seven five, nine point eleven. Special effects, atmosphere. Yeah, they, they do a great job, and I have to say, like they even have a section on here. You can find ghosts, find escape rooms. They have a blog. You could sign up for different stuff. And they had one of the places that we did an investigation where if you want to find some ghosts at the Burlington County Prison Museum. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We have to go there and do a, a, a video on that. That would be kind of sweet. Oh, this what is kind of cool that you could click on the, the state and it actually goes through. Yeah, I like it. Let yeah. me ask you guys this. As far as like Halloween night goes, when you were trick-or-treating or even now, did you ever like go out hunting for haunted houses in people's house or garage? Did you ever like just like, hey, we're just going to find one or, you know, and how did you find out about them? Are there specific ones that you had heard about? No, see, we didn't have that in our area. I don't think I don't remember this as a kid. Like people, no actually, one made haunted houses in the garage think, or anything. No, I don't. I mean, I don't remember that at all. Maybe there was a few people, 
in the neighborhood, but I don't remember that. Do you? No, only rich people out in California. Yeah, that could afford this kind of shit. That could afford but that. What we like would you. do here in New Jersey is go to like actual places that, you know, like kids pass stories on to each other. Like, dude, this house is haunted. And you would go there as a kid and you'd be like, all right, I dare you to go up onto the porch and do this. Or I dare you to and do this. And it was this. just like a dark house There's without a porch light on. Brownies. Exactly. Yeah. Don't go up to the Klopax house. Ray comes up with a winning idea. Exactly. Matt lives next door to the Klopax now. Damn right. You know I what? Do. I was I was watching the front door. I was watching a YouTube video apparently on on a, a haunted hotel um, called the uh, the Stanley Hotel. I don't know exactly where it is, but the shy, on, I guess dude. you don't know Ghost... where the Stanley Hotel is. Come no, on, I don't dude. know where it is. Colorado. But let me tell you. Let me tell you this real quick. This guy went over there and all your little ghost hunters and stuff like that, your TV shows, dude, those are all crap. Because this, this kid basically walked in there and he has a an episode here where he did the exact same thing and debunked pretty much everything that that goat hun- ghost hunters uh, did. And I, it made me laugh pretty hard because absolutely nothing happened. He found out that the staff was involved in in making people freak out. They were talking about how the beds that people died on in there they had to like put in this barn, and and then that was all a bunch of bull crap uh, that the ghost hunters put out. His name is Danny Gonzalez, and it's it has like five point seven. What episode million. did you guys interview him on the Jack O' Lantern Press podcast? We didn't. <laughs> I just think it's funny when when it goes to like these real places and this this kid basically debunked everything that the ghost hunters uh, were. I mean, if you're believing what the ghost hunters did, I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Like the Stanley Hotel is known to be like this haunted place, but this kid went there and did like all this. I think it's just a cool place to go to. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Just because you know the movie and whatnot, but still. Yeah, because Stephen King said that, I you can't remember, I read this a long time ago, but that that there was something going on, which is what made him write the story. But yeah, I don't remember it, it, if he actually... It was actually him and his ex- wife, they were at the hotel, and they were having weird experiences at night while they were in the yeah. hotel room. And, like, you know, stuff would move, they would hear things, and then, yeah, that's where he got the inspiration to write The Shining. The staff was yeah. going home for the winter... I mean, yeah, you can go in and make anything. Like, even YouTube videos, you can go in and say, like, all right, I'm going to debunk it and then just, like, play around and get other people. Like, he could have got people on the staff that said, yeah, we, we helped fake it, you know. I mean, I take everything with what I see now, which is a, a very small grain of salt. Where do you think he got the mist from, Stephen King? Because that was a freaky-ass movie. I love that movie. It's it's such a cool. I know they they made it low budget and the and some of the effects you could kind of tell are digital, but it is a cool movie. It's a creepy movie and the ending. Oh, the ending. I need I need bro. to watch the movie. I watched the TV yeah, the series, but I haven't watched the movie. Yeah, the ending's fucked up. That's what I heard. It's like one of the one of the the like craziest endings of any any show or any movie. Yeah. It'll jack you up. It'll jack you up. But to close out here, yeah, uh, man, I gotta go trick or treating. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, well, kind of sucks. You guys never had haunted houses in people's garages. I remember Tom. I don't know if you remember. You know, we used to go. We used to try and go through the neighborhoods real fast 
when it was me, you and Travis and try and find haunted houses. Cause people always were doing them in their garages and yeah, I don't see it anymore. I think too many, Dang, like around man. us, I think there was too many farms that had it. And I think there was too many, I guess, community. I don't know what you would want to call it, but different community, you know, places would have haunted houses, you know, to kind of like get some revenue during the Halloween season for it. So I don't think people took the time to really do it because I felt like there was so many already around us besides like people people doing like yard displays, you know, like big elaborate yard, you know, yard displays. I don't think anybody by us ever did that. At least I don't remember it in our neighborhoods. No, we were just trying to fill up the pillowcase with candy. Fill it up. Uh, I got to go eat some candy and watch some scary movies. Trick or treat, mother. Well, I guess maybe uh, that's a bummer. Because I know down here, people still have them in their garages. I almost wonder if less people do them because, you know, you could get sued or something. If something of course happens. you could, man. I'll but, sue you right uh, now. But I don't know. Yeah, we still have them in, in my neighborhoods. People will still have haunted houses in well, their yards. Well, that's the thing that we always, or... t- we always talk about that. Like everybody throughout, you know, even like talking about Mischief Night, everybody cel- celebrates it a little differently. And I think any, yeah. you know, every different community has their own little celebrations of how they do it, how they want to do it. And I think that what makes it really unique in terms of a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to listen right. to Jack Lantern Press podcast, go up to episode 18. Oh, I, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy Halloween though. Greg's really year. eating too much candy over here for Halloween. I love Skittles. <laughs> love Skittles. Taste the rainbow. Oh God. That and Starburst. Oh my Taste favorite. that rainbow. And Chocolate, I'm a Twix guy. I do love Twix. Twix is great. Twix are good. Also the Crunch Bar. Crunch Bar is great as well. Greg just says everything's great. Tom, everything's neat. Greg, everything great. No, Almond Joy sucks. Get that out of here. Don't give those shit out. I agree with you on the Almond Joy. Joy. Yeah, don't give that shit out. Don't give out, you know, candy corn. And don't give out any of those uh, peeps. I think a good episode that people can listen to is episode 62. It's a Monster Monday about Matt and Greg Douglas. That was a good episode. I did listen to that again. I did, for the Halloween season, I did go back and listen to a lot of JLP podcast episodes. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Cheers. One thing that I do want to bring up just for all all the kids that are out there and the parents is smarties this year make sure you check the smarties because there's the whole like fentanyl thing going on that looked just like it yeah i would definitely come on that looked like smarties damn you're gonna bring it down with that that's how you're gonna end the episode i mean i am i am gonna say it because it's a big it's a big deal so i yeah no it's it's pretty scary yeah grandpa tom i'm gonna watch my black and white movies you kids check that candy i'm watching all of them right now (laughs) check that candy i'm gonna be watching you I would check the candy. It's getting too rowdy now here at the diner. I think we should pay our bill and uh, head on out. That sounds like a good idea. We'll get Halloween going. Yeah, enjoy uh, the Halloween season, everybody. Happy Halloween. Matty D, you going to bring us out? Take you us want out? us to bring us out? All right, let me let me yeah. bring us out. Yo, I just want to say happy Halloween to everybody. As you know, we started the Halloween Acts for the love of Halloween, and we want to share with everybody. So thank you for tuning in to today's spooky episode of the Halloween Acts on the Weird Network, and make sure to listen 
every 31st of the months that have a 31st, anywhere podcasts can be found, even on our own podcast feed. And I can't forget to mention the launch of our new YouTube channel, The Halloween Axe, for extra content from all of us. Make sure to go over there and subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. To keep up with Mike and Tom, visit jackolanternpress.com, listen to their podcast, and don't forget to purchase their book, Transylvanian Traveler. To keep up with Matt and Greg, make sure to subscribe to their YouTube channel at Nightmare365.com and visit Nightmare365.com for the latest shows and contact information. Also visit their shop for their latest gears, t-shirt, all your spooky clothing needs. Anyway, enjoy this Halloween. Make sure to watch some scary movies, go trick-or-treating, and keep those jack-o'-lanterns lit and Halloween alive all year round. Until we meet again in the pumpkin patch, stay spooky. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy, happy Halloween.